This is bad. We should go along. Yeah, you're right. I don't trust that Owen guy. It's the eyes. They're crazy. Sandra, we should go with Giles. He could get in trouble. It's, it's, he's gonna be all right. He's like super librarian, you know? Everyone forgets, Willow, that knowledge is the ultimate weapon. Welcome to Does Buffy Suck, the podcast where we uh, discuss whether or not Buffy sucks. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a silly title most of the time. A lot of Buffy is super, super awesome. But then there's the times when it's arguably one of the worst episodes ever, and all we can do is take comfort in each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got me and Mike, I'm Keith, and me and Mike are, uh, we're the Buffy veterans. And then we got Ran and Julian, who are the Buffy newbies, and... Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry I dragged you into this particular episode. My God. So uh, I guess then let's just cut straight to the chase. How dreamy is Owen? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, absolute dreamboat. What a hunk. I mean, he's awkward. He's weird. He reads Emily Dickinson. He says socially awkward things to people. I can't get my eyes off him. He's the greatest. <laughs> Actually, I did a little research on the actor on Wikipedia. And it turns out that uh, his acting coach was actually a coat rack with a coat on it. <laughs> and uh, he thought, he only found out after a year of training <laughs> that that was not a human was being. No, no. Yeah, that was an inanimate object. <laughs> and then they recorded this episode of Buffy midway through that process? Yeah, yeah. So this is the classic episode, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, uh, originally aired March 31st, 1997. Uh, the top movie and the top song are both the same as they were last week. The classic Jim Carrey film, Liar Liar, second week in a row. Nice work, Jim. And top song is Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, Puff Daddy featuring Mace. I was looking up other stuff that I thought, like, oh, what else can we add to the tally just to, you know, just to set us in the, bring us back to the 90s, let us really feel it. But it's a little tough, like I was trying to figure out like what was the top TV show that week or whatever, or even that night, but it's really hard to find that stuff. The only other thing I could really find was top album. I never even, I don't know what this is. It's The Untouchable by Scarface. That's some shit fucking Owen would listen to. It's bullshit. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he listens to a box of crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like shoves his earbuds into the box and... He's like, this is good. I like it. <laughs> so, so yeah, what an with our, awful character. So yeah, I've been keeping our little lists of like, you know, uh, different tallies of like, you know, best episode, worst episode, things like that. So yeah, I went ahead last week and I, I preemptively added this as the worst episode and Owen is the worst character. But let's kick off from there. Anybody, anyone feel different? How does everyone feel about this episode? Uh, it definitely was boring. I just am so confused about this show so far. Nothing is very consistent. And they've gone from these very goosebumpsy, like, wild creatures to just, like, this, like, wet boy who has no personality. <laughs> like, there's no... I don't understand what's happening. Like, they, they were going with something. At least it was consistent. And what happened here? It's just nothing. Now, let me just stop you right there. What is a wet boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly what a wet boy is. I mean, there's a certain, I'm assuming a certain Owenosity to being a wet boy. Like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm making assumptions, but I, I, I don't know if I've heard that before. Were you going for wet paper bag? I literally just made it up. <laughs> it's not a thing. If I'm going to say comment on my opinion of this episode, this is going to be controversial, so strap in. First of all, it's terrible. Bad episode. Owen sucks. So bad. I, 
<laughs> it was like a double threat. Like it was one of the worst acting I've ever seen. Uh, and also he was so boring. Like written <laughs> so boring. And like maybe that was a choice he was making for some reason. But if he's supposed to be this hot sex god, why does he suck so much? There's no way anybody wrote that character to be that way. That cannot have happened. No. There was nothing to this person. And like they, I think they tried because like Willow came in at one point and was like, Owen is talking to you. He doesn't talk to anyone. He's so mysterious. He's so brooding. He's so, like, she had to paint what he was supposed to do. Yeah, but he wasn't any of those things. That's the thing. (laughs) No. Like, that man will grow up to be an accountant. (laughs) Yeah. Did you notice, too, in that part where, yeah, like, Willow's talking him up, his name is Owen Thurman. (laughs) That is the most awkward. That is the opposite of Quandra. That does not roll off the tongue. That is not cool. He's certainly no aphrodisia, that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) it made me respect gilmore girls more too because that's kind of the vibe i felt when he's just talking about emily dickinson and stuff like they do that a lot where it's like let's just make a a literary reference or make some obscure reference to something and they pull it off in gilmore girls and here it's just like yeah just like fucking just kill me now this fucking owen guy what a just a what a wet boy serious a serious (laughs) never kill a wet boy on the first day (laughs) always kill a wet boy um but i was saying so yeah so don't get me wrong he sucks and everything about him sucked but on the other hand i feel like this episode was maybe the most important towards the general tone of buffy going forward this is the first time it kind of started to feel like buffy where it's that tone of like she can't hold relationships and she can't have a proper personal life because she has to make the sacrifice to be the slayer which is like never really kind of never came up really yeah maybe in the last episode a little bit because she wasn't doing good in school i guess but now it's like this is kind of the tone of Buffy is consistently this tone like from this point on. Yeah, I'm glad because it, it was a, like a high school show. Like that's why I'm interested in this show because I love high school shows. I love a good teen. And it, she was like a real character and not just, you know, fighting supervillains like the last couple episodes. So I'm happy to hear that because I like that. I like that she's just like a broad who has to battle with various things. And I I do have to say, too, that uh, when we started this podcast, it was like the idea of like, we gotta, the goal is to get Rayanne to like Buffy. I know it's going to be tough to get through that first season. If she's into this episode, if you somehow don't like, you know, season three and four, uh, (laughs) five, then uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I I really like bad things, though. Just trash. And Julian can attest to, like, so the movies I like are generally not well received. So, (laughs) yeah, maybe this will be an opposite for me. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully you don't stop liking it once it gets good. That would would be a real bummer. (laughs) Yeah, I think this episode was interesting in that, you know, not just tonally, but like structurally, it's very similar to what the show becomes in the next couple of seasons. Like, it's... It's the big bad having a plan that they have. And then, you know, it's it's almost a monster of the week type thing, but you're foiling the big bad's plan of the week. And it isn't just like, here's 10 million lines of expository dialogue trying to set up the big bad. It's just, here's this threat we already have um, doing the nefarious thing they're doing. And then Buffy has to stop it. Yeah. And it is, yeah, I guess, planting some seeds of a slightly larger thing where like in the pilot, it's like, oh no, the harvest is going to happen 
later tonight, and then they thwart the harvest. This is setting up the anointed one that does go on. So yeah, it's like a little more of a, a story that's going to go throughout the season. Yeah, definitely in my case, it's just I could not see past Owen. So I'm glad you guys even noticed these things because I'm like, oh yeah, they are. They're making good points, my co-hosts, but I didn't see any of it. I was blinded with rage the whole time. Or were you blinded <laughs> so, by how funky? <laughs> every time, yeah, every time he opened his mouth, I was like, it was bad. Cringing. Poor guy. For me, I think everything just kind of shone in comparison because I, so far, I've hated Bones, but I liked him in this episode. I was like, I can see what's attractive about him. And like, all of a sudden, I like yeah. want more. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> maybe. Oh, my God. Maybe you're right. Maybe they were like, hey, Angel's <laughs> our big guy, our big romance lead. And it's maybe he's not working so well for everyone so they're like dude if we stand him next to this fucking wet boy he's gonna be the <laughs> coolest hottest he's gonna be because yeah like that scene where they meet at the bronze and it's like oh man imagine if she was on a date with angel yeah like, maybe it wasn't deliberate but that is absolutely had that effect for sure yeah definitely always put bones next to a wet boy <laughs> always put bones next to a wet boy that's your episode title <laughs> yeah so I did a little bit of research between the last two episodes uh, because remember in the last one, I noticed that he was wearing a cross. Right. Angel was. Yeah. yeah. And so I did some research. Uh, a lot of nerds are a buzz about that scene on Reddit. And there's a couple theories. One of them he's seen in another episode wearing a necklace that's kind of similar, but not quite a cross. But this does clearly look like a cross. But someone said, and I guess maybe we'll come across it at some point, but apparently he at some point in the canon, he states that he wears a cross to punish himself or whatever when he's going out in public or whatever, just to be like, mm. I don't know, to keep himself in check. So maybe that's true. But then he would be smoking because doesn't when the crosses touch them, don't they like burn and smoke? Well, maybe there's different purity levels, like, you know, like maybe a silver cross or something is really bad. But maybe if he just wears like a crappy little plastic one, it's just sort of itches a little and just reminds him to be good. Yeah, yeah. It's just from Claire's, so it's not so bad. You know what, Joss, you're welcome. That's the, that's what happened. That's what it is. You don't need to worry about retconning it. Yeah, like I didn't look up who uh, wrote this this episode, but I couldn't help imagining it very well might have been a person named Owen. Yeah. Because this feels <laughs> extremely like, I can't remember where I first heard this term, but like self-insertion fiction. And Mary Sue. When people write fan, like a Harry Potter fan fiction. I'm going to write my Harry Potter fan fiction, and it's all you know, the Harry Potter gang, and Jenny, who is me, and I'm hanging out with the gang. Like, that's what this felt like to me. It's just like... I'm sorry. In what world is any person Owen and <laughs> thinking that they belong in any fictional world? Yeah, but I, I mean, I just was imagining some Emily Dickinson fan who was not popular <laughs> in high school that was like, I'm going to be, now I'm going to be the coolest. Everyone's going to think it's so cool that I read a book and <laughs> well i will tell you that this episode was written by joss whedon <laughs> there's no fucking oh. way. <laughs> yeah so uh, the other thing that this episode really made me think of is there's a, an old simpsons joke you know where homer gets the job being the voice of poochie and he's got notes about his own character and he's like well for instance when poochie's not on screen all the other characters should be saying where's, where's poochie <laughs> And that's Owen for sure. So along those lines, are you guys ready for my epic Owen supercut of all the times that someone says fucking Owen's name? Ooh. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, Owen. 
That was Owen. Owen Thurman was talking to you? Owen. 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 I go to the bronze and find Owen. Say to Owen, he's more Owen. Sure, he's got a certain Owenosity, but. Owen. Buffy and Owen. Me and Owen. 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 That's Owen. Uh, Owen? I don't trust that Owen guy. Owen? Owen and I were... Owen? Owen. But Owen and I were, well, sort of... Owen and I. Owen, I gotta go. Uh, Owen. I just need to get Owen and the others out of harm's way first. Owen? Owen! Poppy, Owen! Owen. Owen. Well, did Owen say anything about me on the way home? Owen. Oh, look, it's Owen. You could make a fucking sandwich in the time it takes to listen to that. That is insane. It just won't stop. Um, Xander <laughs> refers to a certain Owenosity. What on <laughs> earth could that be? My band he name? He doesn't have anything. I love those two. Like, I put those. Those were all chronological order, except the very last one. I just had to put that one last. Where it's just Xander going, oh, good, it's Owen. <laughs> <laughs> just perfect. Fucking Owen. <laughs> so, geez, I feel like we could just stop right there. We've fucking destroyed this episode. But I guess technically we should go through the beats of what actually happened, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Discuss those. I'm down. I'm down to do it. So the master has a plan to make some kind of super vampire called the Anointed. So that's our, yeah, like building up plans in the background. The master's still trapped underground. He's midway between realms. The harvest was foiled. This is his next plan, to break free and to cause chaos. Well, this is, again, before that scene, even the, the actual cold open, or just as the episode opens, was Giles training Buffy in the cemetery, which was, like, another thing where it was like, oh, this is Buffy. Like, this is, this is the first time we've really seen Buffy just, like, out hunting her vampires in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. The first time we've really seen, like, Giles training her. Again, like, these are things, these are, like, very common things as the show goes on. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I kind of glossed it over because I'm just so used to the cemetery, just them hanging out in the cemetery is such a common set. But, yeah, I guess that that isn't common yet at this point. That is some new shit. We're introduced to another big blocky weirdo. It's, all their dudes are these big blocks of meat <laughs> named Owen. See earlier in the episode where we discuss him. Uh, everyone loves him like he's fucking king of chili town and uh but buffy's upset because she finally gets a date and she wants to go on a date with this guy but the ancient prophecy to raise the anointed one is the same night as the date with owen oh the one line thing that i kind of liked in this episode owen's trying to be all clever with his witty banter about like what time should i pick you up and watches and but Owen has this classic pocket watch, and they got to Xander's watch, and it's a Tweety Bird watch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, because Xander's a fucking loser. Yeah, I wrote that down, too. <laughs> that ruled. It was a weird shot. Uh, more about Owen. Yeah, Jesus. All my notes are just about how much we hate Owen. I'm glad we got past that. Yeah, I even liked Xander this episode. And last episode, I could not have hated that person more. Like, truly. <laughs> oh, I love Xander. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really burned past this episode fast because I've got like, okay, Owen dances with Cordelia a bit and it's like slightly awkward between Buffy and Owen. And then Giles goes off to the funeral home to do recon. And if I'm not mistaken, this is just where the whole episode ends, right? It's Giles getting trapped at the funeral home. I'm already there. I, I gave no fucks about this episode. Oh my God. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys noticed anything else hyper interesting that happened before then. Oh, well, there was something important where the anointed one was on the bus and he encountered that boy. That's the boy, right? That's at the end of the episode? Yeah, and that, that guy, I guess the encountered one, the guy on that bus standing and screaming his prophecies was just like a religious man on a street corner. Right, you have to rise up. Yeah, but he was clearly a vampire. Yeah, like, yeah. He hadn't turned into a vampire yet, but I was like, 
this guy's definitely a vampire. For sure. Yeah, so Giles was like, I'm sure tonight is the fucking anointed thing. And then it seemed like nothing happened. And then the next night he's like, no, but there was this bus crash. It's for sure a thing. And Buffy's like, no, fuck you. Like, I missed my date yesterday. Today I'm going on the date. So that's why Giles has to go off to the funeral home all by himself because Buffy is just too hot for Owen and just just can't help out her slayer friend. And funeral homes aren't typically in the cemetery. Right. That's that's not a normal thing. And they don't just cremate bodies in the cemetery. Just a note. <laughs> and it's so funny too where, yeah, like Buffy is so like negligent because she's just like, no, I must go on this date with this idiot that Giles goes off on his own and then Xander and Willow are like, maybe we should go back up Giles. So Giles gets trapped in this funeral home and there's a vampire there and he's got to like fight it. And it's just fucking Willow and Xander at the window like, are you okay in there? <laughs> And he's like, no, I'm fighting a vampire. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll go get Buffy. Oh. Don't forget that uh, before that, he, in order to protect himself, he angled a filing cabinet that seemed to be completely empty up against the door and was like, there, that'll stop these superhuman <laughs> undead creatures with super strength. But then he started grabbing other items to pile, like, and he barely laid them down. He was like, okay, chair, like all these like light items that then just fell away from the door and did absolutely nothing. <laughs> so that was very cool. Which happened again later too, when Xander was trying to block the door and he was like, just put a lampshade in front of the door. A like, cool. shade, yeah. that'll be, that'll be great. <laughs> At that point, is it like a deliberate joke or is it just like, what is that? Yeah. It was weird. So Angel shows up at the bronze and yeah, like his reason for showing up is also to warn Buffy about the anointed one. Like they couldn't be more clear that there's something important going on with the anointed one. And Buffy's just like, whatever, dude, like, fuck you. I'm going on a date. And meanwhile, Cordelia is just losing her mind that <laughs> Owen and Angel are all just fluttering around Buffy. And it's like, why are all the hunks talking to Buffy and not me? Oh, yeah. Speaking of the bronze, too. He said, can I get you something to eat? She said, yeah, as long as it's something fattening. And then he brought her back the blandest looking, like, bran muffin. The muffin! Like a single muffin <laughs> on a plate. It looked so boring. Yeah! It, it was just like, here's a muffin. Like, there's no way it wasn't from craft services. Where the fuck did you get a muffin from at a bar? <laughs> it was so gross looking. It was so sad. This really could have been something that, yeah, like, they could have worked this into the show more. Like, he could have been, like, some kind of bland monster that just comes in and blandifies everything around him. And, like, that would have been a kind of funny, cool idea. But like Rayanne was saying, like, there's no way they meant for him to be like this. It's just this actor is a black hole. He's just a wet boy. Yeah, I was actually kind of half expecting, like, oh, he's going to be the anointed one. He's going to be the reveal at the end. Yeah. Or, like, I was expecting him to be a vampire or something. Same. Because it was like, why else? Everything just there was, felt like there was no point to him. And can I confirm that this is the first and last time we see him? Oh, yeah, he's not. It's definitely not. Can you believe how important Owen is to the <laughs> <laughs> later show? What a waste. You can actually catch him in uh, one episode of every procedural between 1995 <laughs> and today. Fantastic. <laughs> like a serial killer on one episode of SVU or something like that. <laughs> Makes sense. So Willow and Xander drag Buffy away from her date with Owen, which is not easy, I might add. And this is where I had the, everyone should be asking, where's Owen? Because I'm just like, this is insane. And along those lines, Owen tags along. He just can't not be on screen. <laughs> like, this is fucking crazy. Well, they were using their code of like, you know, we should go this, check out the cemetery. And then he's just like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, 
Nothing about his character has ever indicated that he wants to go hang out at a morgue. He was so into it. And then when they were trying to get him away from it, because it was like, oh, we're going to go and you're not going to come. Several times he was just like, I thought we were going to the funeral home. Like he was like, this is it. Well, that's too, yeah, with like, just because of the insane magnetic pull of Owen and how he just can't not be in a scene and he can't not be involved, even though he's no one. And this is not Owen the Vampire Slayer. It, that's where it made me think of like this self-insertion fan fiction stuff of like this is insane how much somebody wanted this guy to be here and it actually brought back a memory this is a deep hidden memory that i had totally forgotten about that back in the day i was working on my own buffy script uh just for the fuck of it just as a writing exercise or whatever and i didn't realize i was doing this at the time but when i think back to it it was like a Willow episode, and Willow meets this dude who turns out to be a vampire. But the whole episode is about this guy hanging out with Willow. And in hindsight, I'm like, I was clearly intending for me to be that character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I could be on Buffy and go on a date with Willow. Yeah. Like, it's so obvious in hindsight. And that's what this Owen guy really feels like. It's like somebody was just like, I don't know why, but they're like, this man is the coolest and he needs to be in everything. I like that you said um, Owen the Vampire Slayer because I literally wrote, hell yes, Giles the Vampire Slayer yeah. because he, he was there doing it by himself for a while. Here's <laughs> <laughs> my notes, yeah. Just, uh, so Owen meets, you know, they go to the funeral home. Owen meets a vampire and I hope he dies. Jesse died. Miss French died. Amy's mom's functionally dead. Why can't Owen die? <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Owen just gets a concussion and then says, he tried to bite me. What a sissy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up. That's the line. They're like, I've started putting lines from the show at the end of the episodes. And that's what I'm going to put for the end of this one. Because, yeah, it's just like, again, just what a weird 90s thing to say. Yeah, I wrote that in my notes as well. It, was, it's, it jumped out at me, too. So the vampire gets killed by uh, sliding into the burning cremation oven. And I'm like, do they just, are those just going all night? Do they just leave those on? That's what I said. I'm like, there's also, I don't know. Is that what it looks like? It's just like a fire that you can just open and shove things into. I don't think so. I don't think that's how that happens. Do you think they like they don't even have a microwave there? They just pop their hot pocket in there for a second. <laughs> they use it like a pizza oven and just have a, a thin wooden paddle. Yeah, and it's probably yeah. got just that. It's like this. Imagine if that is the most tasty pizza because it has that vague, uh, just aroma of dead people. But you can never tell anyone that this is the best way to make pizza because like. That's not going to fly in the outside world, so it's the secret that only the cremators know. The forbidden pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most delicious. It's just got that little tang. If that was a real thing, would any of you try it? Oh, fuck yeah. I'd do all that shit. Like, people are always like, oh, I can't believe they eat, like, cats and horses and stuff. I would eat it all. I'd eat all the stuff. I'd eat a person. Like, if I, I don't know how that would come up, but I would love to know what it tastes like. Yeah, I asked Julian that, like, a month ago. I don't know why. Oh, we were about to eat a person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, I forgot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. They fucking killed a vampire and, and whatever. And fucking blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Owen wants to keep hanging out with Buffy because he likes the danger, which this does kind of make sense. Like, he knows deep down he is just a fucking supernova of blandness. So he's like, whoa, I finally was exciting and an exciting thing happened in my life. So he's like, but just stupid shit. He's like, yeah, let, well, this is where he's just such an idiot. Where Buffy's like, oh, so you only like me for the danger. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe we can 
go downtown and get in a bar fight. Like, it's just like, have some couth, Owen. You're just, even your brain is a big, wet, massive, just fucking flower. You're an idiot. He has a smooth brain. Yeah, it's the wet boy. <laughs> okay, okay. Can, so Julian sent me a link to Urban Dictionary definition of wet boy. <laughs> Can you guys all try to guess what it is? I cannot wait. Uh, so, but, but were we on the wrong track? Like, what we've been saying so far is not a wet boy? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess there's like wet works and wet ops. What does that mean? Isn't that like where you go on a, a CIA mission, but you're allowed to kill people? So maybe a wet boy is a murdering man? I mean, I don't even want Mike to guess because, yes, a wet boy is a hitman or a professional assassin. And then um, would you like me to work it into the sentence they've provided? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So to describe, to use wet boy in a sentence... That wee cunt gets a knife, and he reckons he's a real wet boy. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that wee cunt gets a knife, thinks he's a real wet boy. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't believe I guessed it. That's pretty... I'm a little impressed, frankly. I am, too. I'm willing to pat myself on the back. Good job. Uh, and but thankfully, thank fucking Christ, Buffy finally sees that Owen is a big fucking pile of shit, and she's like, "No, I don't want to date." Because initially, she's a little excited, and I'm like, "I'm sure Owen doesn't come back." But what if he did? What if he's in more episodes? But she's like, "Oh, you only like me for the danger of my Slayer life." No, get out of here, Owen. And how wouldn't he be? They go to high school together. He's just just he didn't die, so he's around. In my own headcanon, he just uh, got killed by a vampire. Because, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe he's still chasing the dragon. He mm-hmm. wants to feel the excitement. He probably went back to the cemetery and just got just got bit, just got eaten. They did not turn him into a vampire. They're like, no, you just get to die. In my mind, uh, immediately after that scene where he was talking to Buffy, he just kind of confusingly walked into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Just like stumbling around. But I did interpret it a little differently. I thought at the end that she did really want to date him, but she was making the sacrifice of like, because she said to Giles something like, oh, he's just going to get killed if he's around or whatever. Like, I'm going to get him killed. So yeah, I think you're right. That's kind of how I interpreted it. Not that she's like realized he was a loser. I think she kind of did want to date him. Yeah, I think I think you're correct. <laughs> that seems to be exactly what was happening there. So uh, one thing I thought was kind of neat, just a little these little bits of uh, little lore things that I never remembered and don't really come up, but are kind of interesting. Giles is you know giving Buffy a little pep talk about like, hey, you know, I know it's tough to have to do uh, all your duties and not just live a normal life. He's recounting how being a watcher, you know, was tough. He didn't want to be a watcher. He wanted to go off and do other stuff and be a fighter pilot and stuff. But he had to be a watcher because his father before him and his grandmother before that was a watcher. And I'm like, that's interesting. I didn't even realize there were female watchers. Or maybe there is one that shows up later, but I'd forgotten that. Ugh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> she was a grandmother at the time, too. She was like 90. Me and uh, Mike, were the other day we were just talking about Buffy spinoffs. Uh, Mike found this YouTube video of all the potential spinoffs that never got made. And that is one thing with this show is so many things seem like they'd be cool. Where I'm like, I'd watch a show about Giles' grandmother being a watcher back in the day. That sounds awesome. Probably not, really. But, but you know, it's, it, seems, it sounds interesting. And I didn't really realize why Giles was a watcher or that it was a family thing. I kind of just presumed that he got into it because he loves books and tweed and is into this type of shit. But no, it was more of a family duty thing. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, so the big final reveal, at least this is a little better than... Uh, 
last week's reveal that there's mantis eggs in the school, yeah. <laughs> which was not interesting and means nothing. In this case, they do reveal the anointed one, and it's not the southern talking vampire. It's the dumb little kid from the bus. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, unexpected, the anointed one who, like the master's really talking this dude up, like the slayer shall not know him and shall, shall be her downfall, blah, blah, blah. But then it's a dumb little kid, so wow, what does that mean? Tune in next week. I hope there's some continuation. I'm sick and tired of these being just like individual stories. You don't have to worry about that for too much longer, but the master stuff has been kind of continuing and and this setup that it's a boy is not i mean i think it's pretty clear that's not like something they're just gonna throw away i I disagree i don't think that's clear because what they've shown is that there's a reveal and then that's it so i'm glad that you confirmed that because that's exciting but it is not clear yeah it's going to be interesting to watch these because i don't remember at all anything that happens with this anointed one kid except what ultimately happens to him is very awesome and memorable but anything in the middle i have no fucking clue so we'll see (laughs) does it happen in season one I don't think so. I think he hangs around for a while. But season one is, you know, it's a short season. We're halfway through already. Which, speaking of, this is exciting because, yeah, this is a pretty low point. But, uh, again, I haven't seen the next episode in years and years and years. But I remember back in the day when I went back and watched season one, this next one coming up, it's called The Pack, and it's about Xander. And this was the first time I remember thinking, like, oh, there's Buffy. There's the show I like. So it might still not be super great because it's season one. But in my memory, whenever I look at this like episode list of season one, this is the one I always think of as like, oh, yeah, I like that one. Awesome. So maybe it'll have the opposite effect as my opinions always do. <laughs> yeah. Where you guys will be like, are you fucking high? That's terrible. Well, I'm excited because like the the boys seem to have this like relation to Xander because he's like a bit of an underdog and can't get the girl and nice guys always finish last (laughs) and you can all relate to it but like for me that guy is always such a dick in actuality so I can't wait to see if it's a Xander episode to see if he still comes across that way yeah maybe it's like a matter of perspective but like I went through this whole show being like I love Xander I love that character I think he's great and I would like relate it to him and stuff, so I don't know. I can see it. If I if I was watching this show as a teenager, I would have been like, I love him. How can Buffy not see how great he is? But that is the kind of guy that I always liked, and then as I've gotten older, realized that the nice guy who finishes last is a piece of shit. Like, always. He's never, he's last because he pigeonholes himself into thinking that he deserves something he isn't getting. And that's how he comes across to me right now. And that's why you ended up with a sex hound like Julia. (laughs) (laughs) It is true, though, because just, uh, just... Googling around about something else, I did find like a pretty well-read article, like pretty high up on the Google results about why Xander is the worst character in the show. And it is all that stuff you were saying, Ryan, because like yes. it is true. Like he is he is that guy technically, but I do feel like it's kind of, you know, being a little reductive. Like he's he's really just the funny guy. He's the comic relief in the show. And it's like, yeah, technically he is an entitled, weird, annoying, everyone should like me, how come Buffy doesn't like me? But I, but I do feel like in the spirit of the show, he's way more lovable than that. <laughs> you know? yeah. I agree, I agree. And I, it's, uh, yeah, I definitely liked him a lot more in this episode. But it's, yeah, it's definitely the like, I've been burned by this kind of guy before, so I've got a bit of a 
filter. Yeah, no, I mean, it is absolutely true. Like, I even, like, I think it's a, it's a, a rite of passage that I guess most uh, people like that go through in life. But I've definitely noticed it, like, in myself, where I definitely had that period in my 20s or whatever where I'm like, I'm a good guy. What's going on? And then you really, like, look at the patterns in your life, and it's like, ah, oh, actually, I guess I'm kind of a insecure, manipulative douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the important thing is to <laughs> recognize it at some point. And Xander's still a very young man. Totally. So I, I don't know. I give him a bit of a pass. Totally. But yeah, I love Xander episodes in general. I can like, like some of my very favorite episodes are Xander episodes. So this one that's coming up, it might be the lamest Xander episode because it's season one, but eh, it's a Xander episode. Those are just, they're just a good time. So yeah, like I really feel like the ship's turning around. We made it through the storm. I really don't think it's going to get this bad, maybe ever again. Wow. <laughs> so, so we did it. And it wasn't that bad. It was just three stupid episodes that sucked. Yeah, you really made me think it was going to be the worst television I'd seen in my life. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess, yeah, I do feel like this is one of the worst episodes of television I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but again, it's only because of Owen. Owen is just dragging everything down. Nice. Uh, so I thought I'd just do some quick little, uh, little, quick little admin just uh, about, as I've been putting out these shows, just kind of editing them and stuff, that fan comments are kind of, it's kind of weird. Like in none of my podcasts have I ever solicited fan feedback, really. So I'm like, oh, let's try it for the Buffy show. And we did do one of our earlier episodes. We had some little fan comments. But then when I was editing it, I just kind of cut it out because we've been getting like a pretty good amount of feedback and it's all really nice. But it's just really weird to read those of just like, look how great we are. People think we're funny. And like, it's just awkward to read those on the show. So I was thinking maybe... uh, Maybe in the future, like if we get comments about like interesting trivia or something we didn't know about the episode or something like that, you know, I'll read those out on the show. But the other one's just like, obviously keep leaving them. We love hearing that people like the show. But yeah, I probably won't read them on the show because it just, just feels self-serving and weird. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like... Um, so in, in typical um, see you later style, Julian, you want to send us off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, hey, guess what? We may not like Owen, but... Do we like Buffy? Does Buffy suck? Does Owen suck? But does Buffy <laughs> suck? So oh. you guess you're just gonna have to join us next week to find out. So succinct. It's only gonna t- it's gonna take at least a hundred more times before we can really be sure if Buffy sucks. Yep. Man, wouldn't that be a bummer though? We get to the fucking series finale where at the very end, and then we're just like, yeah, fuck that show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we didn't think of that a year ago. <laughs> I don't think that would be a bummer at all. Bye. 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 <laughs> See that? He tried to bite me. What a sissy. <laughs>